Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your second episode of the week of Church is Stupid. Come a butt. And for everybody here, I am Andy. I'm Ruth. Hello, I'm Elijah. And we welcome you back for your second episode in a row. It's amazing to be here. Oh, we can't believe I'm we so invited happy. you back. So Me neither. Do you, <laughs> got, do you guys know officially what episode it is? Ten. No, this is episode 21. This is episode 21, <laughs> which means that we've made it past 20 episodes, and I'm very proud of us. Were you not expecting us to? I didn't know what I was expecting, but when this all started, like things have gone different to my expectations to everything, and I think that's fully acceptable and everything. Yeah, um, that's very fair. But I just thought it was uh, something worth sharing that we are on episode 21, you know? Mm-hmm. Made it past that first milestone of 20, or I guess the first milestone would probably have been 10. Right, and then... Hey, honestly, I'm just happy people are still listening. Do I look like the sort of person who knows anything about a podcast at all? Do I look like the person who knows (laughs) anything about a milestone at all? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, when was my last hike? Uh, When was my last milestone for anything? (laughs) Oh, no. All right, we're packing up and going home. 21, that's 21 all we is, yeah, That's this, it. This we will can. be our last episode. Uh, <laughs> 21, we made it a minute and 20 seconds in. <laughs> and uh, and never again. Um, mm. No, but we want to thank you guys for, for tagging along and listening to all of our craziness. I think we've touched on a lot of really cool topics. We've had a lot of fun. I don't uh, know if I'd call them really cool topics. We said a lot of I didn't say every topic we had was really cool. Okay, I just think that the 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 name of the adding cool to it is just the weird part to me. So, anyways, thank you guys for being here with us. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Is interesting better? A lot of interesting important or important valid controversial. controversial. That's fair. I, I accept. Many of them probably have. Speaking of controversial topics. Oh yeah, that's a good one, uh, Ruth. I'm the controversial topic. No, I, we were you are a pastor right now. That's what we're talking about. Well, actually, about, so. that's pretty fair. I guess I am the controversial topic this week. Um, and last week, we touched a little bit on some of the history involved and and some of the reasons why people don't necessarily trust pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'd like to, to touch that this is, this is a sensitive topic for, for yeah. myself as a pastor and something that I have to set my pride aside to, to really discuss and to acknowledge that we're not talking about every single pastor's or every single pastor. It's really easy to look at those statistics, look at the fact that people don't trust pastors like they used to and be offended. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really easy. And, and in some ways, I was definitely taken aback. And even in, in my own life, when I've had people who didn't like instantly trust me or instantly treat me like what I thought a pastor was treated like, there definitely was pushback. I'm like, oh. I went to seminary. I've got this degree. Look how cool I am. Mm. Um, but the whole point of of what we're doing is is to humble ourselves, to look at look at the church objectively, and to say, even if it's not every pastor, there's enough. There's mm. clearly enough. Mm. And and what are some of the reasons behind that? And to be open and and to talk about that. And so I think for me. Again, as I was preparing to to do this this topic, I'm going to stop you just real quick. I think before we get any further into this episode, with some of the things that we talked about and a little bit of a break between episodes, it may be important to put a sort of trigger warning in here. Um, Very fair. Some of the topics that we uh, may discuss or have 
uh, ideas about maybe a little bit more um, not controversial. That's not sensitive. The word sensitive. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if at any point you feel that a certain topic is not something that you should be listening to or um, not even that, but if you need to censor us for yourself, feel free to hit the pause button, hit mm-hmm. the X button. Like yeah. You yeah, here's just your, your warning. Just take caution as you yeah. listen to this episode because it might be something that could be mm-hmm. upsetting to some, some listeners. Um, yeah, very fair. And... Now I was in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, sorry. I about wanted to say that. Talking about you fine. thinking no, about kind of how to how to go about all this before we actually started recording. You being a pastor and all. Yes, um, and being taken aback by some of the trusting. And okay, so I th- essentially where I was gonna go. <laughs> I don't know where I was, but where I was gonna go mm-hmm. is that we have to be willing to acknowledge that people for whatever reason, and some very, very valid reasons, don't necessarily trust pastors. And when we walk in and expect that, then it can be very unfair for both parties. And I think especially this is true with people outside of the church Hmm. as opposed to people inside. I, I feel like there's still, on some levels, some amount of trust that's involved with with pastors in... um in general within the congregation, not not in all cases, mm-hmm. but for people outside of the church, you know, uh, their perceptions of pastors might only be what they've seen in the news. Mm-hmm. It might only be actual, valid, 100% pastors that have screwed it up <laughs> yeah. and that have taken advantage of that trust and they don't want to be taken advantage of, which is fair yeah Mm -hmm. that's very fair and so how especially when you look at an institution that's supposed to be built on love and spreading the gospel and and truth and trust and all of that fun stuff and then you see these higher up people taking advantage of that and taking advantage of people so an institution that's supposed to heal is hurting essentially Mm. and i think that's one of the reasons why for for myself often I don't tend to lead conversations with, by the way, guys, I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's a great conversation killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times, and, and um, some of our really, really good friends that, that we met um, at our last appointment, I think it was a couple of times into knowing them or so- something like that where I said, yeah, you know, I'm a pastor. And uh, they were like, really? <laughs> Are you sure? And I like to think, in this instance, what they meant was not that it was because I was terrible, (laughs) I hope, Um, but because to them, a pastor was somebody who was stuffy, who was focused on power and on gaining status for themselves and imposing all of these things on other people. Mm -hmm. So somebody who they wouldn't normally be able to trust, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are some of my favorite moments, actually, is seeing the reaction of, of... some people who, who we've had great conversations with without knowing each other at all. Mm-hmm. And then when Ruth does mention that she is actually a pastor, um, a lot of times the reactions are always like pleasant surprise. And it's, it's always, it's always good to see that because 
Because unfortunately, like we were talking about before, there are all too many examples of uh, of pastors who you wouldn't really want to be around <laughs> well, <laughs> if there, you knew, you know. There are things that that admittedly I have seen within institutional churches. There are examples that I know of of pastors who are still serving after being accused of things like sexual misconduct or even after being a pr- uh, it being proven that that happened. They still serve. Yeah. A- a- and that's kind of insane. Yeah. To think about those things. It's it's kind of insane to to know that that those are things you know, I mean it's not the majority by any means. Hmm. But it's not something I can pretend like has never happened, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and even things like embezzling. There have been pastors that I have heard of that have also done that at, at smaller churches. And those, yeah. I th- those I, I focus on those because those tend to be the two big ones, I feel mm-hmm. like, for, uh, for pastors and the traps they fall into. Um, well, it just goes back to power, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a lot of people get caught up in that power dynamic or had it already who and then end up being put in that position where now you have power over people, especially in, you know, in a religious setting, too. Uh, and there can be a lot of abuse that that does happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like like you said, I, I, I truly don't believe I really don't believe that it's the majority, but uh, it. it <laughs> the number's not small enough for me to say, nah, it doesn't really happen. That's it's mm-hmm. really fake. It's 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 enough. Well, More than enough for, for people to justifiably not trust pastors off the get go. Mm-hmm. Especially especially if that's all that they know mm-hmm. personally or through or secondhand, you know. Well, I um, think the the major thing that I would focus on is that it's enough that uh in TV shows, in all of your criminal shows, in all mm. of your medical shows, when a pastor figure shows up, when a certain figure like that, not even for the drama aspect or sometimes mm-hmm. for the drama aspect, your pastor is the sex offender in the case. The pastor is the... Um, the, the example that comes to my house is uh, the medical show House um, has a pastor in it who has a hallucination of Jesus, um, which I'm going to put this out there as a spoiler alert in case you haven't seen House, which is old, like <laughs> 20 years old at this point. Okay, good job, um, Andy, for the spoiler alert. Well, okay, I haven't gotten that far into the oh, episode okay. with the examples yet. But eventually it comes out that <laughs> essentially instead of being removed from, off- from office, uh, like a political figure in this case, um, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, removed from re- a position of Removed authority. from his position, um as a pastor of a church after he sexually assaulted a young boy, he was moved churches. And mm-hmm. it's it, it works as like, well, this pastor gets a clean slate. They get moved to a new place to just start over. Mm-hmm. Um, that pastor obviously won't make that mistake again. He's not human. Make He's a that pastor. mistake again, right? Um, yeah. Well, and, um, and, it, and there's also cases, that not, again, not to play devil's advocate, but there's... A lot of TV shows that also portray pastors as being the loving, kind people who walk you through mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. And um, one example that I actually, it, this one's a little bit funnier, but it's called Father Brown. <laughs> and it's a British television show with 
Arthur Weasley from Harry Potter as the star. Um, <laughs> and he solves crimes, actually. <laughs> and so he goes around and he, ha- he solves the crimes for the police. Um, but, like, there's that. Uh, there's a couple of, often in sitcoms, mm-hmm. I feel like there's pastors who will help with, you know, smaller issues. Even a big movie when we were kids, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was able to speak with a pastor um, or was it a priest? Just Are you talking about the, the, the scene that's inside the church in Home Alone? Yeah, didn't he speak No, it priest? wasn't a pastor or a priest at all. Oh, that was wow, the uh, man remember. that lived next door that, that, that they were all scared of because they thought he was going to murder them and bury them in the snow, essentially. Okay, so that's not a great example. No, that using. wasn't a great no. He actually turned out to be a really great guy yeah. um, and like showed up at the church because his <laughs> daughter was singing in the choir. Bad, bad example, but I think everyone knows the point you're trying to make. <laughs> That, like, a lot um, of times, depending on the show or, or the type of person they're trying to portray, a pastor can either be, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the, the, you know... The villain. The villain, yeah, to put it blatantly, or it can be someone who's down to earth and real and supportive. Well, and I think that this topic tends to get really personal for people because they they usually have one distinct view or the other. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're if, if you're used to pastors that fall into category of helpful and loving and kind and caring, which yeah. I have been super, super blessed to have that be my case. Me too, yeah. Um, then to to look at the villains, you're like, oh, man, they're just mm. picking on... Pa-. It's hard to reconcile those, and, and you can feel almost attacked as a pastor. Like, how could mm-hmm. you see me mm-hmm. in this light? Right. But the reality is it doesn't help. Not, and I mean, I hate to say this, but even as true pastors too, the world does not revolve around you, nor does it revolve yeah. around me. And everybody's perception of what a pastor is does not involve me. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it has absolutely nothing to do with me, especially There's as... There's a life lesson in anything, honestly, too. Well, it is. <laughs> and, and so you have to acknowledge that and be willing to work with people. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest things of, that, that I love about the gospel and about the way that the church is supposed to function is that we help the community. Yeah. We, we are presence in the community, a loving presence that is supposed to be seeking to, to work with all those in need. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that process to, to me and part of my, my hope and, and prayer as a pastor is that I seek to find those relationships within hmm. the community to, to actively be saying, okay, no, I totally see where this is coming from and to slowly earn that trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't expect somebody to, especially in the community, like if I want to head up some really huge project, I don't expect people to be like, sure, sweet, you're going to do a great job. This is going to be awesome. I expect it to be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes churches commit to things they don't follow through on. Sometimes pastors commit to things they don't follow through on. Mm. So, rebuilding that trust is a process. It's not yeah. an overnight thing. Just like in with with everything. And I think that for too long the church has been focused on our own people, I guess so to speak, yeah. not not to be us versus them in any way shape mm-hmm. or form, but who's inside the church building instead of who's outside. Yeah. The yeah. church building. And so how do we rebuild trust with people whose only perceptions of pastors are these really bad pastors? And again, like I said, I think it's a slow process of showing, but it's also calling out, acknowledging as a church institution, Mm -hmm. the harms 
that pastors have done and taking them out of positions of power when they have abused that power. Absolutely. Yeah, and I that's was, yeah. that's something we have to do. It's not to belittle these experiences, to pretend like they don't happen, to say, well, just get over it. Yeah. It's to say, no, they happened. You're right. We need to immediately seek to rectify yep. the situation. Because, again, there's going to be, in any job, in any profession, any career, there are people who are not great. Mm-hmm. Especially when there's power involved. Especially when there's power involved. You can't act like it's... Yeah, we can't pretend like power isn't a thing in the church just because we don't want it to be. You know, the reality is that is that there are power dynamics there and they have to be handled appropriately. And when they're not handled appropriately, you're not doing any favors to anyone except the abusers in power when you try to push the dynamic that uh, it's... It, it's it's really rare. It's not normal. Like like don't view don't view everyone as that. Like like it's, what's important is to call it out mm-hmm. and to show that you are being responsible and that you believe that there should be justice. And I th- that, that's that's my two cents as someone who's not a pastor, obviously. And but. I think in particular that brings us back to probably our easiest examples to talk about and to look at. Hmm. And we can look at these um, in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm we see all of these examples of Pharisees and Sadducees. Okay, words are hard. Hey, Um, you got it, though. That uh, Jesus spends his time calling out these individuals for the things that they're doing. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards to an extent is this idea of... uh, it's it's been too long. We need to call them on their. Um, and there's a yeah. way to do that because because there are two fears. Sorry, I just there are two fears that tend to come up, which is one that it's going to make the institution look bad. Which one, ironically, it makes it look even far. We already people already know when you it yeah. looks so much worse when you when you only worry about image, it making it look bad, you make it worse. Which yep. shouldn't yeah. even be the point. The point should exactly. be bad things are happening, and yep. we shouldn't give a crap about what it should be that justice. Looks like, but yeah. But the other thing is we also have to take into account the victims in the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't okay. want to share things that they aren't, you know, we don't need them to be plastered mm-hmm. all over everything either. And so mm-hmm. so I think those are the two cautions people take as well, is that yeah. it can... A, and the sad reality is it, it tends to destroy the victim, mm-hmm. their life far worse than the abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that needs that's something that also needs to be worked on is... is ways to acknowledge that and to not essentially cause harm to the victim. Yeah, yeah. That's why... Sorry, I, I just had to throw that no, in there. It, because it, 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 it is it's a good important. point, but I, I think that we're all agreeing that because that is the reality of, of what can happen, that is why, like you were saying, as an institution, as the church, we need to stand up for justice mm-hmm. in those examples because if we don't, then it's it is left... To the people who have only who have basically only the people who have been abused to try to make a difference when when the track record doesn't show that that will really even happen. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think I, I like your example. Are you bringing it back, Andy, to, to Jesus and the Pharisees and the yeah, Sadducees? Yeah, I interrupted you, mm-hmm. Andy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I did want well, to get it, it's, it's 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 a really good example because I think it's easy to view. Um, the Pharisees as like this almost fairy tale villain sometimes uh, because they're because they really it is in a way almost like reading like a story about 
almost a comically corrupt villain, but the reality is is that they existed and that in a lot of ways they're still around today. Well, and that's and how some people view pastors. Yeah. Today. And like you were saying, Jesus didn't spend his time only worrying about the image of the church. In fact, I would argue that he kind of did the opposite because what was important to him was calling those people out. He did it very, very publicly and very deliberately because he believed that there was justice that had to be that had to be served and mm-hmm. things that needed to be exposed. Um, and I think that it's important to remember that before before we default to this. Um, well, we're just being too negative or, or it's not the image that we want to spread before mm-hmm. we default to like that kind of fallback. Um, cause if we're claiming to spread the gospel and, you know, be the best examples of Christ that we can be, we have to remember that he legitimately called out the corrupt people in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did that. And that was like part of his mission, I would argue. Yeah. And uh, always the example that I go to, and I'm not even sure if it's Jesus versus the Pharisees in this case, but um, Jesus in the temple, or not the temple, uh, when the buying of offerings and uh, the livestock that happened outside of mm-hmm. um, older churches, um, mm-hmm. the, the throwing of the tables, the uh, complete upheaval that he had yeah. towards these people who were mm-hmm. making a living, making a profit off of pretty exploiting much, other yeah, people. Yeah, exploiting other people. Yeah. Um, uh, like you know, like you said, on the mm-hmm. temple grounds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and it just—it was this idea that it, it was wrong, and so he was going to fix it. It yeah. wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a. What are people going to think? Jesus is throwing tables inside of a temple, like he is. He is doing oh, this and, thing that is completely unheard of, and yeah. it, it is still something that's like people preached about and all this kind of stuff. Because historically speaking, like looking at the Bible. It's more of an uncharacteristic part of mm-hmm. Jesus's life. Is mm-hmm. this um, mm-hmm. like actually physically involved, like a demeanor of almost violence? I want to say, but I'm not saying like Jesus is a violent creature because of this. Um, like that's not at all what I'm saying. But it's like we can't sit back and just let the the, the corrupt things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you if you do so, then you're just a part of it yourself. Yep. Um, that whole idea of WWJD, you know, kind of thing, which sometimes I think in this day gets pushed way too far to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's, uh, I think it's because it's easier. Again, it's easier to just make everything as simple as, simple as possible. Church, mm-hmm. good. Non-church, bad. That's no, <laughs> that no, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Or pastors good, mm-hmm. everybody else, the sinners no, no. And I mean, I again, I've also had people to the other extreme who have who have said, Ruth, will you pray for for healing in this situation because God listens to your prayers so much more than He listens to mine. And I was like, no, not how this works, hmm. not how this works, buddy. I like. And, you know, I, I sat with them and, and and tried to say, you know, like, your prayers matter. You should know this up mm-hmm. front. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. And I, I don't know that all of the reasons, there's the simple reasons as well that people don't trust the pastors. Like, in general, them not coming off as the most educated group of people um, or not seeming like they're interested in relating 
um, mm. which I think is also just a much more easy but probably more prevalent example of, of people not trusting pastors. Like, yeah. how do you actually impact my daily life? Like, what do you really have to say that actually affects me? What does? But that, that comes down to the core issue of what does scripture have to say that affects my daily life? Mm-hmm. And the church is not structured to be a currently, not all churches, but a lot of churches are structured in a one-day-a-week mentality yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of a seven-day-a-week. And so, so we kind of bit ourselves in the butt on that one. Well, churches that aren't that way, you know they're not that way because they publicly... Uh, and they thrive. stray from it, and yeah. they thrive. Quite frankly, yeah, because because there's so much great stuff in scripture. Because people do, people want more than that. They do, yeah. And I guess I I want to. I, I know we're coming to the end. Sum this all up in some smallish way. Oh, you got time. Oh yeah, that's why I t- I start it now, okay. so that way the rambling <laughs> doesn't go. Super yeah, so we don't go over like all. We're of actually saying we're running out of time when we're running out, not when we're five minutes yeah, after. No, we, um, <laughs> yeah, like we normally do. I've not been good at that. Um, so let's keep it going. Sorry. Yeah. But for pastors, I think there's so m- most pastors have the best intentions at heart. Mm-hmm. And and I was taught by some amazing professors in in both my undergrad and in seminary who reminded me that you got to take care of yourself too. Yeah. That that part of that means that you cannot help somebody else see God if you can't see God. <laughs> you know, you you've got to be checking yourself consistently to make sure am I doing this because I'm angry and bitter? Am I doing this because I love God and this is the calling I feel because that does impact how your ministry will go and that does impact how people view pastors hmm. and I think it's important as as church institutions for us to really really take to heart the calling that's placed on people's lives and to to test it to be willing to say okay this might not be the direction your life is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And to not have pastors in positions of power that are going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. And for those that do, to remove them when the time comes. And for for all of those pastors out there who have just a heart for ministry, a heart for people, and, and I hope and pray that each and every one of you gets to meet spiritual leaders in your life, whether it's a pastor, a friend, whatever a spiritual leader looks like to you who can acknowledge that these things happen but still work work within the community to rebuild that trust, work to end the systemic institutional stuff that mm-hmm. happens sometimes, and to just show the love of Christ. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's I think, all, you know, it comes back down to what, what did Jesus call us to be? Did he call us to be in positions of power, did he call us to be servants? Yeah. And if you're not servant-minded in ministry, if that's not where you start from, I think that that can be very dangerous. So, and I, I don't know how many pastors listen to this, <laughs> but I do want the people who are not pastors to also hear, you're not wrong for not trusting pastors out the gate. Hmm. That's Okay. If you've if you've had a bad example by a pastor, I'm I'm so so sorry, and my my heart goes out to you, and 
I, you know, I can't say, I'm not going to be stupid enough to say, well, just give us another chance because we're so, so, so different. But I hope that over time and over this podcast that we can show in some small way that we're trying, that there are pastors out there that are trying that, that will not take advantage of situations of power mm-hmm. and that do have the best interest of people at heart. Is that a fair summary? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think that really is. You say that with such shock. Like, well, wow, Ruth, you actually didn't stink today. I, no, no. I, I, was, <laughs> I was more shocked that you did it in time. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I uh, don't normally. Um, so I guess that does bring us more to the end of our episode. Elijah, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, not really short ones. That's the oh, okay. issue. Uh well, I, I, I yeah, I'll, I, I can make it short actually. Okay, okay go I for guess. it. I well, maybe I don't know. Just go for it. Just listen, go. listen. Um, I just don't know if I'm having the the context of the verse exactly right. Um, but Amos five twenty four, Ruth, is that enough? It rings any bells. Just the idea, uh. and it, it's kind of a call to the church and people in power. Ooh. Um. Amos and, was good at that. Uh, and but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness mm-hmm. like a never failing mm-hmm. stream. Mm-hmm. And I think there was another translation. I think it's English Standard Version that I like as well. No, that's not the right one. There was a different one. I don't remember <laughs> I don't what it was. Like that one. But it was um, <laughs> let there be a flood of justice, an endless. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of the lyrics. Basically, let there be a never ending role of justice and I think that was Amos calling on religious leaders who were doing everything to to put it to sum it up quickly calling on religious leaders who were causing harm harm and abuse to happen because what they cared about was a show Mm -hmm. and Amos in in a very very broad stroke um, explanation is calling on those religious leaders instead of doing all this stuff for a show what we should be doing is pursuing an endless river of justice and righteousness. And that includes calling out abuse in the church when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I pray and I hope that that can become the reality of, of what happens in church, that when people think of church, that th- that's what they think of. Because right now, it, it really isn't. Um, so that's, that's kind of my closing thought. I pray that one day we can get there. And I would encourage anyone in power to embrace that. You know, that's, that's mine. All right. Well, my only closing thing is, um, I hope that you all enjoyed listening to our episode today. Um, if you have any thoughts, please feel free to let us know in the comments that are down below on our YouTube video or, um, on our Facebook page, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And if you're feeling a little bit extra today and you want to do something (laughs) fun, uh, (laughs) Let us know your closing thoughts and use the hashtag uh, throw the table. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Throw the table. Awesome. So, yes, I came up with that and I was sitting on that for like four minutes. That must have been difficult. difficult. Uh, You did so good, Andy. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Your restraint is so on. So, yes, uh, tweet at us, Instagram at us, uh, use the hashtag throw the table and feel free to add us in comments or thoughts about this topic or any any topic before this, really, um, or after this, I guess. 
but for all of us here at Church Stupid, com- oh. comma, but I don't jumped take the gun. My- Andy, you were going <laughs> to say the bad, whole title. Bad, Andy. <laughs> bad pastor. Bad. Um, for all of us here at Church Stupid, comma, but. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. And I'm Elijah. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>